It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. What do you get when Presbyterians and a, a Jew discuss Deuteronomy? You're going to find out. You're going to find out. We don't know. We actually don't know the answer to that, but we're going we're gonna to find out. Confusing. It's going to be a good punchline. Hey, y'all. It's Friday. It's good to be with you on Cross Politic. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knocks on the Water Boy. Cross Politic Live is coming to Wenatchee. And Wenatchee, kick- Washington. Washington. Yeah, is there another Wenatchee? I don't know. I'm just making okay. sure. All right. And kicks off with talks Friday at 3 p.m. with Pastor Toby correcting the civic wobble. And the Water Boy, that's me, at 4 p.m. on the church pandemic. Then we actually have a live show that kicks off at 7.30 that night. And it actually it had to get moved to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The powers of darkness are already coming at this event. That's what, that's what Pastor Housel said. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's moved to the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Wenatchee, and our live show will feature Pastor Wilson and Ben Merkel. We'll be discussing big COVID, big government, and big ed, you know, All big right. education. Got it. Uh, for questions about the event, email kingscrosswenatchee at gmail.com, kingscrosswenatchee at gmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you there. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment processing system. So go to dimepayments.com slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Or or Chase. Uh, Chase canceled Kanye. Kanye. Check them out. At least have a phone call. Tell them Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. We are very grateful. To have with us right now on the line, Mr. Dennis Prager. He's a nationally syndicated radio talk show host and columnist. He has written four books, including the number one bestseller, Happiness is a Serious Problem, and this latest book, Thick, Deuteronomy, God, Blessings, and Curses. Dennis, thank you for joining us on CrossPolitik. Thank you. I, I feel silly in noting this. But I'm just curious, how did you get the number four on my books? <laughs> the number four? Yeah, you said I, I wrote four books. Is that right? Is it, I, no. That, was that in the bio? I don't. No, I don't think so. But, scroll back up. The, uh, uh, he was four. It does say. Curious. It does say he's oh, written four no, books. No, no, I, I, no, I, I, I <laughs> wrote does. ten, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not a stickler for the number. I'm just curious how you would have gotten four. That is is funny. Dennis, don't worry. We'll flog our producer (laughs) and we'll fire him right after this. We'll put a Deuteronomy cursing. 
It was durable. I wrote four books 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 30, n- nothing more than 39 slashes, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> 40 minus one. Yeah, this is, uh, well, I don't know. It's the fifth book of, of the Torah. I don't know. This has, there's no way to get out of that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Dennis, um, what's unique about the book of Deuteronomy as compared to the first four books of the Torah? Well, I'll tell you something, I'll answer you directly, but I'll tell you two little facts that I am sorry to say I only learned recently, so the book had already been published. Mm-hmm. Number one, a an American university uh, historian did a, did a very thoroughgoing scientific study of what books the founders of the country cited the most. And secular or religious. Yeah. Number two was the French Enlightenment thinker Montesquieu. And number one was Deuteronomy. Boom. Which which is fascinating unto yeah. itself. Mm. Yeah. So now from a religious perspective, right. the book that Jesus cites the most is Deuteronomy. The, uh, yep. it, it, well, is as Psalms actually. Oh. And but of the Torah, it's Deuteronomy. So that's yep. second place to Psalms only. Okay. So it, it just shows you how incredibly important it is. It has the most laws. All all the laws of the of the uh, of the uh, Hebrew Bible are in uh, the Torah, the first uh-huh. five books, and that there are six hundred thirteen to be precise. Two hundred forty are in Deuteronomy. Number number point number three or four, whatever I'm up to. Yeah. Four books. Only four. Only <laughs> yeah, four. Right. Only four. <laughs> four again. Yeah. Right. And the uh, the the powerful thing. Uh, is I got distracted on the four. Oh yes, so so Deuteronomy is Moses's uh, own words. Moses summarizes everything that happened in terms of law and in terms of narrative. He he recounts the spy story. He recounts the Ten Commandments. And by the way, here's a if they had a a fascinating like Bible quiz, one of the questions I would submit. What two changes does Moses make in the Ten Commandments mm. from when God gives them in Exodus and he recounts them Ooh. in Deuteronomy? Go ahead. Pick, he picked me. He yeah, picked, he picked Pastor. Dennis Prager picked um, me, just, just for the record. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm going to go with the, the fourth commandment, Sabbath command. Uh, that's and, cha- what, and what and what is the change? The change is um, in Exodus. It's remember that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. Right. And in Deuteronomy, it's remember that you were slaves in Egypt and He brought you out. I can't tell you how impressed I am. Hey, hey, hey. way to go, Tony! Well, like, yeah, like we no, said, no, we're yeah, Presbyterians. You, you should definitely. <laughs> oh, that's the reason. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought he actually just knew the Bible well. Well, we said Presbyterians. He's a Presbyterian. <laughs> that's right. And and by the way, I'll I'll, I'll come. I comment in, of course, in my commentary why he made that change. Now the other one is even is very very subtle. Yeah, I, I think it's. The the 10th commandment and i think it's uh it's in coveting it changes the order of uh wife and yes, property that's true so there are really three changes wow. you're entirely right oh, i wasn't okay. thinking of that okay he he adds in the in the reward or the consequence of honoring your parents yeah he uh, it, he keeps what was in exodus yep. so that the days will be lengthened on the land that i give you yes. right and he adds let me see. I, I always do it from the Hebrew, so it always takes a moment. 
uh, that it will go well for you. Yeah. He adds to, to emphasize how important honoring mm. your parents is. Mm. So Toby's daughter's name, Tovia. Yeah. Um, which is, comes from good, good to- in Hebrew. To- right. Tovia. Yeah. Yahweh is good. There you go. Yeah. Yahweh so, is good. So, so yeah. Dennis, it's, it's interesting that you point out that the founders or yeah. those uh, actually quoted Deuteronomy the most, that the actually, most. that actually kind of lends to even more credibility about the common law being such a foundation to our American constitution. Well, and that the, the Deuteronomy is such yes. a foundation to, to the common law, English that's, that's common right. law. That's right. But so, I'm, I'm, I think if I if I'm reading you correctly here, Dennis, uh, yours, you would actually argue that the laws of Deuteronomy should be applied today. My view on on Torah law is they are 100 applicable to today. However, sometimes it is the lesson of the law and not the specifics. For example. If a thousand years from now, somebody were to read about a red light meant stop and green light meant go, if the issue is not red light and green light, the issue is that one light must mean go and one light must be stop. Mm-hmm. Whether it's green or red may not be uh, particularly significant. However, I, I, for example, I'll just give you an example because only examples make these things clear. So uh, there, there is a law in, in this case uh, in in I believe it's Exodus. It might be Numbers. Numbers or Exodus, uh, uh, where uh, a man suspects that his wife has committed adultery, and he uh, and in those days, in that world, it's three thousand years ago, there would probably be violence against the woman, or at the very least, he, he would divorce her and leave her destitute. So. The Torah, in, in, ingeniously, in my opinion, comes up with an invention of saying, if you suspect your wife of this, bring her to the, the elders, the court of the, of the day, have her uh, drink this potion, and if her bellies swell and her thighs distend, then she's guilty. And then, and, and, and whatever consequences there would be now the the skeptic of course the secularist will say well this is ridiculous this stupid magic potion right so ironically they're making my point that the potion probably never did that it was the torah's way of preserving the marriage of making him feel better oh look her thighs didn't distend Hmm. her belly didn't swell so you guys go back together now and uh, and enjoy your marriage that's that's so do i believe that that potion should be given today is that law applicable no what is applicable today for is that you try to keep a marriage together as best as possible hmm. do you think there are punishments that are civilly uh should be administered to div- to divorce or to someone who does have commits a, someone who does commit adultery Okay, so my view on the death penalty in the Torah is is very simple, and I and I believe correct. Only in one instance was it literally meant, and that is in the case of murder. And my basis for isolating murder from all the other capital offenses is that it is the only uh, law that is mentioned in all five books of the Torah. So it has an incredible significance, capital punishment for murder. Secondly, God demands this of all humanity, not just the Jews. The others are applicable 
within Jewish law. This is universal law prior to Jews existing, where in Genesis it says, if a person takes the light, the blood of another person, sheds the blood of another person Hmm. by man, not by me, by man shall his blood be shed for in the image of God, man is created. It is a universal law that for premeditated murder, you take the life of the murderer. However, in all the other cases, I am thoroughly convinced it is a way of the Torah saying this is a very serious sin, but not to be literally used for capital punishment. Hmm. You, so you don't think it was ever, in any of the instances, it was ever used actually literally as capital punishment? Right. So with we don't have any example of it within the Old Testament. Clearly, there is a case in the New Testament of Jesus seeing a woman being stoned. Uh, and and or about to be stoned. Right. So I I I I, yeah. I can't. I can only comment that in yeah. Jewish history that we know of, certainly post testamental, uh, we have no example. Of, for example, a wayward child, uh, which I, by the way, I I prove is one of the great moral advances of history. What the Torah did with the with the uh, the the bad son. Tell us that. Tell okay, us. Okay. Very simple. There's a per, there's a perfect example. People read it and they think how barbaric the Bible is. So the law is if you have a, a particularly uh, terrible son, uh, you may uh, who curses and, and and hits his parents and 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 it acts out and out acts out in society. You take him to again to the court to the elders, which is the same as a court. And uh, if he's guilty, uh, they will uh, they will put him to death. What the Torah did was ingenious. It kept parental authority, but it stated forever, no parent can ever kill their child. Yeah. Every yeah. society allowed parents right. to kill their children, yeah. and this would, took it away, but preserved the authority of the parents right. so that their, their, their dignity and authority was not compromised. But they could not kill the child, and there's no instance in recorded Jewish history of, of a Jewish kid killed by a court. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Jesus was was killed by a court, <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but he know, wasn't a kid. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Part, that's right. part of my Vietnamic side is a little troubled, but I still like you, Dennis. I mean, you. But, <laughs> but, but I, I mean, just the 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 glory of that. I've I've used that same story. I, I yeah. do the same thing to, to teach on separation of powers, different right. different governments that God's established in the world. Family government and civil government are are real governments, but they have different duties and different jurisdictions. And I've I use the text the the, the same way, Dennis. So as a theonomist, one of the things that I always get challenged with or I love using is the Bible verse about uh, don't boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. And I really, I really do enjoy that. And actually, I was reading in your book and I would you kind of explain to everybody kind of the principle that's there inside of that, that right, that law. So, again, you, you guys really know your stuff. It's, it's such a pleasure because. I'm usually interviewed by people who can't spell Deuteronomy. <laughs> well, you didn't ask us way, to spell it. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, uh, by the way, that's not a knock on them. I, I, yeah. It, no, not at just, all. Just, uh, just simply they're secular and or usually, or they, they just don't know. Anyway, you guys know it's a pleasure. So this you may not know. It is actually stated three times in the Torah that you cannot uh, boil a, a a goat baby goat in its mother's milk, yeah. which is astonishing because it's such an obscure law, and yet it be three times. Yeah, nobody has figured out exactly what that 
means, but I will tell you what I, in other words, what it refers to. It must have referred to a practice that existed, mm-hmm. or maybe it didn't. My take and the, uh, I, I, I'm within, I think, the Jewish tradition in holding this is that number one, there's a, a, a huge distinction in the Torah between life and death. Huge. The whole kosher process is about vegetarian and carnivorous animals. I could talk about that if you want later. But uh, but life and death are separate units. Milk is life. And, of course, uh, cooking or slaughter is death. You can't mix the two. Milk, again, the mother's milk is life. The baby is dead. You don't mix life and death. Hmm. The Torah says that the Jewish priest, the Kohen, is not allowed to even visit a cemetery. They can never come in contact with the dead. I don't. I know of no religion in the world where the priests could not come in contact with the dead. Mm-hmm. And the high priest could not even come in contact with his own parents' death. He right. could not go to their own funeral. Right. They, it is the Torah's way of saying life is life mm. and death is death. They two shall not be mixed. And so I, that is how I understand the this law. It's symbolic rather than specific, in my opinion. And I have no problem with symbolic laws. There are many of them. For example, not to mix linen and wool. Yeah. Sounds bizarre. But again, the Torah is based as the whole Judeo-Christian world is based on distinctions. Man is not God. Man is not woman. Man is not an animal. Uh, and and life is not death, and you shall not mix them as they did in ancient no. Egypt. And and uh, linen and wool. Linen comes from plants. Wool comes from animals. Again, I make distinctions. Here is a symbolic distinction. Yeah. The same with the the goat in its mother's milk. You know that that's a that's glorious. Actually, I I just finished uh, preaching, did a, a series at my local church here on the Book of Leviticus. Yeah, you did. Um, which is you know it's a new church, and I just thought since we're yeah. planting a new church, it's not a better way Let's to do a start church growth sermon series on Leviticus. church growth <laughs> sermon series on the Book of Leviticus. Yeah. But yeah. when I was preaching through that text on the on the priests not being able to touch dead bodies, I mean. It's, you know, the, the people were like, what are you going to do with this, Pastor? But, of course, I mean, the, the glorious thing is that it's pointing to Jesus, yeah. um, who, who doesn't do any funerals. In, in, in the Gospels, if you notice, whenever Jesus— It's all weddings. No, no. Every time he comes across a funeral, he raises the dead. It's a resurrected, yeah. He never right. touches that's the right. dead body. Every time he touches the dead body, the dead— Rise. Amen, a- 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 Dennis? A- <laughs> but. Well, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, amen. A- you're yeah, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, a, you're a very live wire. <laughs> Stay away from you're, him. You're not yeah. wrong. So, yeah. but, so, but when we talk, so, I mean, when you think about this, I mean, I'm, I, I immediately go to thinking about eugenics, Dennis. When you, when you mention this principle of not using that which God has made to give life, to, to then take life, to destroy life, to, to sort of manipulate life and death and play with it in these ways. I start thinking about eugenics. I start thinking about uh, that, and I'm thinking, how, how have we come full circle? In, in, I mean, again, going from our founding, our, our, our founding fathers, the, the, the most cited book being Deuteronomy, and so much of American common law being based on uh, Judeo-Christian biblical um, standards, 
And then, you know, having gone through the, the Second World War um, and, yeah. and, and yeah. the Holocaust and that kind of eugenics to where we are today, how, how did we go full circle, Dennis? How have we ended up where we are today uh, treating people and life and death like this is something that we can play God? Uh, we can remake uh, you know, men into women, women into men. We can, you know, create boutique babies. I mean, I mean, how do we get here? Oh, uh, I, to me, the answer is very clear. When you abandon the Bible, you, you, you have done, first of all, you have abandoned it because you want to be God. Mm. The, the whole secular That's universe right. That's right. is we are God's. And we determine right and wrong. It's 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 literally as simple as that. We determine. Uh, I uh, on one of my broadcasts, which is uh, available on on YouTube, uh, just this past week, I I pointed out as I have often that there were no secular answers to so many questions. For example, I said public nudity. Give me one secular argument against public nudity. Right. It doesn't exist. And I said I against yeah. adult adult consensual incest. Yeah. An adult brother and an adult sister wish to have sex. So tell tell me, give me one secular argument against it. Right. Uh, and I and I point I pointed out the retardation argument doesn't work. It has to be over many generations. So the left went ballistic. Headlines. Rager says there's no argument against uh, against incest. Well, you haven't let us name the show yet. I mean, the title of the show is going to do something to you, you know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the they don't understand. They don't even understand what they have created. They have created a world where they got rid of the God of the Bible. And the, here is where the relevance again shows itself. What does the serpent say? Eat from the tree of knowledge and you will be like God, mm -hmm. knowing good and evil. Mm -hmm. And really determining good and evil is, 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 the, is the implication. That's exactly what people want to do. I don't understand that urge. I am happy that there is something more knowledgeable than me telling me, Dennis, how yeah. to live my life. Yeah. But apparently the human, the normal human urge is to be the the creator of right and wrong people want to be gods right and that's that's what we have that is exactly what we have today mm. so dennis you know one of the things that i've been concerned about we were just right before the show we were watching a clip you know libs of tiktok puts out these clips and it was a woman who had just um cut out her uterus yeah. and put in the little jar celebrating and, it. and was celebrating the fact that she had cut out her uterus and put in the jar and she had this little plug that hooked it up so it turns colors at her table it, it was ridiculous. It was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And I think that... Is she a teacher? She want, no, I, I, was, a, was a gal that wanted to become a man. Wanted to become a man. And celebrating so, her, the, the hysterectomy yeah. and put it in a jar, like a trophy. Going, I mean, it was, it was pretty unbelievable. Going through the transgender surgeries. And I think yeah. it's really easy for the conservative movement to see those kind of uh, transitions and see those things. But then we don't necessarily see them in our own movement. So we can see the eugenics up there. But then when we look at um, what, you know, like Dave Rubin was interviewed by Jordan Peterson. Who? Dave, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin oh, was interviewed oh, by Jordan yeah. Peterson. And when he was talking about how he was, 
you know, having breast milk in the freezer and having selected and, and flipping through pages to see what uh, what girl he wanted to choose by, for, uh, by eggs yeah. from. By, yeah, to buy eggs from and, no, we, and to also host the, the baby. Right. And, and so we saw that this natural need for a mother, the value of a mother was kind of put aside like, as if we can do that. And it was this kind of praise. I mean, for eugenics it. is what it is. And it, and it wasn't yeah. treated in the same way we look at like libs of TikTok. Well, th- I think that, that they're they're different. Uh, I hear you on both. Uh, look, I testified in uh, in Congress to keep marriage male female, but I, I when it, when a I happen to know Dave Rubin and 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 his partner very very well. And, and the and, and Dave Rubin, by the way, is the first to say, and, and uh, I'm quoting him to you, that the ideal is that a man marry a woman. He he does not. My I am much more worried about heterosexuals who deny the male female ideal than I am of, of of homosexuals who affirm the male female ideal. What you affirm is 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 ultimately the most important. So I, I I I have sympathy for for these these guys. I just need to say that. Yeah. Uh, whereas the woman who puts a uterus in a jar and lights it up, that's that's pathologic. And <laughs> and uh, this this notion. And by the way, th- they are these two guys are as opposed to this this trans stuff that we are going through as as you and I are. Yeah. Just, just for the record. Uh, so I. I Anyway, I wanted to make that clear, but the this notion that male and female are a matter of opinion, not fact, this is exactly what, again, back to the serpent. God says the only built-in distinction in the human race that I affirm is the male-female. God created Adam, the human being, Male and female, he created them. He doesn't divide the world by ethnicity, by nationality, by race. There's one inherent division, male and female. And and we, in our post-biblical, post-Judeo-Christian world, are destroying even that. Do do you think, so, I mean, there's, um, I mean, an, an amen to that. Is... I'm I'm still like I mean I don't have any I think if I met Dave Rubin on the street I'm sure he'd be kind he'd be respectful and kind and I'm I'm we like, like to get him on the show I wish sure. I don't yeah. I don't yeah. and my, yeah. I'm not trying to say anything personal but my I guess my my question though is how is redefining marriage redefining family I'm not for redefining marriage okay okay but 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 uh, I'm merely saying that I don't put them in at in the category of the woman celebrating the removal of her uterus that, that was that sure. was all up sure and, okay. and i'm, I'm happy yeah. to make that distinction too and say there are degrees here it's i guess fair, but, fair distinction. but my, my question i guess is again just the the notion of shopping for eggs in a catalog looking at different hair colors well, and well, things like well, that and then, my, uh, okay so i have a religious jewish friend he's an orthodox jew and and he married a a woman who could not conceive he has yearned his whole life for children, and and indeed they got eggs, uh, and and they got uh, and and if he contributed his, his sperm, obviously, but they so to speak shopped for eggs, and and he is is traditional a human uh, Bible centered as as you could want. Uh, we have to fight the battles. There are so many battles to fight. Sure, that 
that's just not one that I fight as readily. It, it, it depends what they'll do with the egg more than finding an egg. An, an infertile couple that wants to raise God-fearing children and needs an egg, uh, I, I, I can't personally argue against that. I'd love to grab a beer and a scotch and cigar, all of them together with you and talk further about this. I know he doesn't have much doesn't time much, left, but yeah. I, I, there's this one question I've been dying. I uh, wanted to ask about okay. Dennis, you know, um, like I said, like we introduced ourselves earlier, you know, we're theonomic. Um, we read Deuteronomy in light of Christ. Um, you know, the Westminster confession says that, uh, we apply the Deuteronomy, we apply God's law in terms of good and necessary consequences is the terminology we use. Um, <laughs> And so a lot of ways we we see that man Deuteronomy can't really work in our context without Christ without Jesus. Um uh, and we could have more of a conversation there but my my real question for you is you know what do you as as a as a Jewish man who um you know obviously loves the Torah you know how do you think about Jesus who came along to kind of offer salvation to um uh, uh, a world where the temple sacrificial system was breaking down uh, and there was there was no salvation and Jesus was offering that salvation to the world the final sacrifice for the sins of the world how do you think about that and then and then we'll let you go so first let me tell you uh, uh this may this will crack you up probably <laughs> but I, I'm still prepared to say it I think <laughs> that among people alive today i have brought more people to church than any living person just that's my theory billy graham is not feeling you right now well, he, he, no no he's not living uh, <laughs> franklin graham ain't feeling uh, you right I, now I, I, I don't know i don't know I'm not, yeah, yeah. okay I, i'm i'm will i'm willing to uh, i i went to check to to check republic to give a lecture to uh christians in their 20s and uh, a guy comes over and says in front of everybody, guy gets up, he says, I just want you to know, uh, this is, again, the Czech Republic, okay? Yeah. And the guy says in front of all of the uh, audience, he says, I just want you to know, Dave Rubin, not Dave Rubin, uh, Ben Shapiro brought me to conservatism and you brought me to God. Mm. <laughs> and of course, And of course, he's a committed Christian. Yeah. Okay. By the way, you like my response. I said, I'm really touched. Just remind people it was two Jews who did that. <laughs> you know, we might be in a desperate situation, so that's really that's true. Great. That's, hey, Scotch and cigars on us when we meet. That okay? I I would love to do that actually. Yeah, I would love it as well. Dennis Prager, where can people find Deuteronomy, God, blessings, and, and curses yes. at? Right, of course, it's on Amazon. It's anywhere you, you get a book. Uh, just I'll just say this to your to your viewers and listeners. There are 4,000 reviews of the Rational Bible, Genesis, and Exodus, many of them from Christians who said this strengthened their faith. Yeah. And that brings me great joy. We like the book. I like the book. Yeah, I thought it was really very wor it. worth a read. I've, as I was preaching through Leviticus, some of my favorite commentaries were from Jews, actually. Who, yeah. who, who some of my favorite text. commentaries are from Christians. Why wouldn't it be? We both believe in the same book. Yep. Yes, well, we do. Hey, blessings to you, Dennis. Thank you. Keep up Thank the good you. work. You Bye, guys Dennis. are a joy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world 
Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investments, land, new construction or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out to get connected with a Story Real Estate agent. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit storyrealestate.com. You know, I bet Dennis can find a home with Story. He can move out here to Moscow. I like that. <laughs> we, we need to go, we need, we def- we need to go grab him. a scotch with him. I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you ready for the weekly wrap-up? Yes. So. Oh, do we got, like, music for this? I do. On Monday, we didn't do a show because we were recovering from our 2022 National Fight Laugh Feast Conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. Lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. I'm still recovering. There we go. Did we mention how great it was and how thankful we are? So we want to just throw out a few thanks. Gabe, our fearless water boy, did yeoman's work behind the scenes, and he's still alive. As <laughs> I'm still recovering. <laughs> did his small army of helpers, particularly Anna, yep. as well as his mom, Miss yep. Penny, That's right. and many others. There was a large team of local volunteers that helped with security yep. and crowd yes. control. And some churches stepped up. Manning registration. Yep. There were many enthusiastic vendors and booths and podcasts. And thanks to Garrison for coordinating that. Thank you, Thanks Garrison. to our boy Adrian and his Yo, camera yeah. crew, along with our producer, Neil who's still single, making all the sound and video tech run seamlessly and capturing all the recordings. And Haley and Alex, they were selling selling the merch. Huge thanks to the speakers who brought the fire. Pastor Doug Wilson, Jared Longshore, Ben Merkel, George Gilder, for Mrs. Nancy Wilson and Mrs. Becca Merkel for jumping with their husbands for that roundtable discussion with Chocolate Knox about the power of stories and building family culture. And thanks to Gabe again for jumping in to give that final charge. The manifesto. At the end. Another unique part of our conference is the singing. Largely acapella psalms and hymns led by Aaron Snell. Big thanks to Aaron, especially for fighting through a cold. I'm, I'm probably sick because sung. of him. Because yeah, we thanks, were sharing the mic. Thanks for that cold <laughs> also. Yeah. Also, we are really grateful to Jason Whitlock and Megan Basham for yeah. joining us on the live show. Talk about the role of journalism in our current cultural moment and our need for Christian courage in our news reporting. Of course, we see God's kindness in all of this, from the venue to the weather to all the attendees to the talks to the singing to the fellowship to the sponsors and to all the kids and their parents who kept on popping balloons during various talks. Thanks, Red Balloon. Yeah. (laughs) God is good, very good. And thanks be to God. And that was just Monday. Monday. That's right. On Tuesday, (laughs) on Tuesday, we interviewed Paul Vaughn, pro-life activist who was arrested by the FBI at his own house for, let me check my notes, talking with police officers outside an abortion clinic over a year ago. Unbelievable. We also talked about J.D. Vance's unjust take on illegal immigration and abortion exceptions. Instead of focusing on building walls, conservatives should first of all focus on punishing criminals. And when it comes to rape, swift death penalties. That's right. On Wednesday, we responded to Matt Walsh who canceled us on his daily podcast on Monday. This was particularly fun and funny to us because we explicitly mentioned him in his work last Saturday at our conference, nominating him for Journalist of the Year. Mm. He canceled us because he thought we were being nitpicking armchair quarterbacks and not really engaging in the culture war. You know us. You know, we certainly agree (laughs) that there are nitpicking armchair quarterbacks and way too many of them are Christian leaders and pastors. But we could point out that Gabe got arrested in 2020 for participating in the Psalm Uh, City protest. But we're not sure if that's engaged enough or not. What do you think, Matt? (laughs) Regardless, we still awarded 
awarded Matt the Journalist of the Year Award for his work on What is a Woman? Although we do think he should watch Canon Press's Even Exile for a few Facts. pointers. Yep. We also think his work on exposing Vanderbilt's tranny butchery was fabulous. Yep. And we would love to buy him a scotch sometime to explain how his boss's use of mammary glands in his razor ad is only one tick to the right of what Vanderbilt is doing to the mammary glands of young girls. The psalm of the day was Psalm 65, and we talked about how God is the God of infinite blessing, resources, and he is not the God of scarcity. So there's no room for envy or covetousness anywhere. No vain rivalry, no fleshly rivalry. Thanks. Yesterday, Jason Bluto was in the studio talking with us about the feminization of the military, and that was right after we talked about the feminization of our judicial system that gave the Parkland right. shooter a life sentence instead of sending him directly to his creator for justice, That's right. which incidentally would be the most loving thing to do. There's nothing like a death sentence to concentrate the mind about eternity, God, well, and that's right. justice. That's right. The yeah. wrap-up is simply this. We are extremely grateful. Grateful for the conference. Grateful for Matt's funny right. charges. Grateful to live in this moment. Grateful to serve a God of abundance. And grateful that he is sovereign over all things. Not one FBI agent is out of his sight. Not one politician is on the loose. And not one false charge flies into the air apart from the will of our Heavenly Father. This makes us happy. This makes us bold. This makes us courageous. We have our work cut out for us, but Jesus is king. Amen. And all is well in the world. Mm, to the king. To, to the, the king. king. Here. You got coffee. I'm not, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> and cheers uh, to Dennis Prager. Yeah, for real. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids... Ooh. Go baptize mm. until Monday. Mm. Love God with all your heart, mm. soul, mind, and strength. Love the neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.